0: The rafters rattled and the floorboards hummed at the wanton vicar. Sword-wearing scoundrels of every sort crowded the tables, howling for ale and baiting the serving girls with body talk. A fiddle squealed from the tavern's far end, and folk either stomped with heavy boots to the melody or hurled insults and worse at the minstrel. Any respectable person would have avoided the place, but then Lannick was anything but respectable, not any more anyway. He thought with a crooked grimace. Not after what happened to my family. He hunkered against the bar in his usual spot, the place where he reckoned he'd spent much of the past nine years. It was the bar stool farthest from the door and deepest in the shadows the place where he could spend time with his last friends in all the great city of ironmore the barkeep and the drinks the man served he raised his cup of wine to his family's memory then tipped the chewed wood to his lips after a hearty gulp he slammed the cup against the bar and signaled the barkeep for a refill with a belch and a nod soon perhaps with another cup or two his melancholy would fade and he'd feel right once more. You are going to pay for this one, right? Grumbled the burly barkeep, standing guard before a wall of sweating casks and stoppered bottles. His round face looked much like a bowl of lumpy porridge, and his apron was spattered with greasy stains. His mouth tilted with a weary smile, then he splashed a bottle's dregs into Lanik's cup. Don't you remember who I am, Brugan? Lannick said, puffing his chest. He snatched the cup from the bar before the barkeep could protest and took a pull. The big barkeep's smile wavered as he scratched his close-cropped hair with thick fingers. That hair had retreated much from his face in recent years, like it feared the face's nubby ugliness. Lannick, he grunted, I'm only this kind to you because I remember who you were. But my charity has its limits, even for an old friend. You do have means of paying, don't you? Isn't my charming wit worth at least its weight in coin? Lanik said, flashing a grin before realizing the comment made no sense. Of course he had no means of paying, but he swore to himself he'd make things right with his old friend. He'd make things right with a lot of folk, someday. Rugen muttered some kind of curse and lumbered toward another customer. Lannock's gaze followed the man and came to rest upon a woman. But not just any woman, and certainly not one of the tired, painted harlots stalking the tavern. This was a breathtaking beauty with a delicate face framed by a cascade of auburn curls. Her silk dress was purple, like she was noble, or at least wealthy or important. And about that dress swelled soft curves that whispered of treasures beneath. Lannock winked and saluted her with his cup. She didn't notice him, but then hardly anyone did anymore. He turned back to his drink, shoulders slumped. If only I were younger, handsome, rich, and a bit less of a drunken wretch. He plucked a hair from his head and studied it in the tavern's orange flicker. Gray, like most of the others in the salt and pepper mop on his head and the stubble on his scarred face. His blue shirt was faded and threadbare, the coarse fabric of his trousers was the sort for beggars and barnyards, and the short sword tucked in his cheap scabbard was beginning to rust. He sighed, if only I were something closer to my old self.